Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. When it's over yeah. a field goal, you are looking for a team that can get you a backdoor cover. And I think with a passing offense, like what we see from Washington, I think that is a good recipe for covering the number. But I don't feel great about it. So I just thought that I would give that little Surgeon okay. General's warning before we went huh. into this. Look, it's not an easy game to handicap. I will be on Michigan. I believe that Michigan will win this game. I believe that Michigan will cover this number. I've been talking about it enough where I'm probably going to have to place a bet on it too. But I, it's just kind of a dead number. It's kind of sitting there at four and a half, and it hasn't moved at all. And what I think is interesting is, at least for someone who likes Michigan, is that I see so many people taking Washington in the points, so many people taking Washington in the points, and that number just sits there. It won't move. You would think, and I, 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 the majority of betters that I see, Everyone says, oh, you got to grab the points in the Huskies. you got to grab the points in the Huskies. Then why isn't this number moving? Because it's not. It's just sitting there. I'm going to stick with Michigan. I've said this for weeks. Michigan is the number one team in the country. Now, obviously, they're ranked that way. But when we were having this debate a few weeks ago, who is the number one team? Who is the top team in the country? I think it's Michigan because they dominate the line of scrimmage. And I think it's Michigan because they have a defense to shut you down. When you're talking about Washington, you're not going to shut down Washington. Michael Penix will get his. That offense will get theirs. And I also understand how good that Washington offensive line is. Best offensive line in the country. They were awarded that. But Texas almost beat Washington at the end of that game. And Texas got zero pressure. I'm so disappointed in how the Longhorns approached this game. They just, they didn't stunt. They didn't twist. They didn't blitz. I just said, all right, we'll just bull rush four guys. So you're just going to let Michael Penix sit back in the pocket. I believe of all the games he played this year, he had the third most time in the pocket that he'd had all season long in the Sugar Bowl against Texas. Of course he will crush you. Michigan will not allow Michael Penix Jr. to do that. And you're not going to stop him, but I think they slow him down enough and they are physical enough in the trenches to pull away late in the fourth. Well, here's my rebuttal to that is, okay, mm -hmm. nobody's getting pressure on Michael Penix Jr., 
are we not yeah. giving enough credit to the Washington offensive line? Because when I first started looking at this game, I thought to myself, okay, Michigan's the way better offensive line. This is a team that's going to dominate in the trenches. But guess who won the Outland Trophy for the best offensive line in college football? That would be the Washington Huskies. So maybe this is a team that we're not giving enough credit for. I think you're correct in the fact that maybe Texas wasn't trying enough and they didn't bring pressure enough to even try to slow down Michael Penix Jr. I do think we'll see more of that tonight. Uh, and maybe that limits Michael Penix Jr.'s ability to be effective. But mm -hmm. still, I feel like when you have a solid quarterback with good instincts, because even when pressure comes on Michael Penix Jr., He's pretty smart. He's pretty good at evading, yeah. you know, pressure. And even though he's not a dual threat quarterback, he's pretty shifty on his feet. So when you have a good quarterback back like that, and you also have multiple NFL caliber receivers that Washington has, what is the only comp that we have for uh, Michigan defending number one receivers? It was Marvin Harrison Jr. who went off for Ohio State, had over 100 yards receiving. But I will say... Ohio State lost the football game, but their quarterback is not Michael Penix Jr. I was thinking about this. Dating back to last season, the last time that Michigan has faced a really good quarterback, they beat C.J. Stroud, didn't they? Like, I know this is two different teams, but I'm just looking for comps here, and yeah. that's the only one I can think of. I mean, I don't know who you can compare him to, but he is certainly in a class by himself I he's just a different quarterback I, I maybe it's CJ Stroud I'm not quite sure and the weapons he has to work with on that Huskies offense are about as dangerous as it gets he has NFL receiver after NFL receiver I'm not I'm not worried about Washington scoring Washington will score if I'm if I'm Washington I'm worried about stopping Michigan with your defense that is ranked what 94th in the country because Michigan is going to hit you in the mouth and they're going to say, stop us. And by the way, one of the things that Texas got away from, which I think was a flaw on their part, Texas was running the ball on Washington. And Sark kind of got too cute and decided, well, not only did Texas fumble the ball twice, but he sort of forced the passing game when they were getting yardage in chunks against the Huskies. So I think Michigan, who runs the ball as well as anyone, were able to get those yardage in chunks. And then J.J. McCarthy can do his thing. I just worry about my issue is not with Washington not scoring. Again, they're going to score. My issue is, can Washington stop Michigan? And again, I keep going back to that Texas game. Texas should not have been in that game. The only reason why they were in that game is because of the Washington defense or lack thereof. So I, I just believe that over time, over the course of the game, Michigan will get enough stops to cover the number. Let's take a, a brief pause to talk about some line movement because we did see this line go to five and a half briefly yesterday. I was looking at this line. It went to five and a half. Now it's back down to four and a half. But there is juice if you are taking Michigan. It's minus 115 on the minus four and a half side, mm -hmm. which means it's closer to five than it is, you know, going back down to four. So it feels like we are seeing, you know, money coming in on Michigan. I do think the majority of the bets are on Washington, but when it comes to handle, usually that is a signal that the big money 
is on Michigan. And then we'll talk about the total for just a second if you choose to go that route. I do feel mm-hmm. like the total and the side is correlated. If you think this is a shootout, I think Washington's definitely in this game because it means their offense is working mm-hmm. and it means that they probably have a shot at winning this game. Uh, so this one started at 54 and a half, I believe. Now it's all the way up to 56 and a half. But if you like Michigan and if you think they can control the tempo here and run the ball effectively, it feels like they will have a lot of long sustained drives. So I think if you like Michigan, you consider the under, although maybe the sabotage factor would be Washington's playing from hind. They will try to score quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if Michigan's winning, it means that Washington's not getting much going on that offense. Do you have a feeling on a total here? Well, I think you're right in that it depends on what side you're on, right? So I'm a Michigan. I like the under. So I don't. Michigan is not going to get into a shootout with Washington or anyone else for that matter. Michigan just lines up, and sometimes they're boring, and they just hit you in the mouth. And they say, all right, we're going to force our run game on you with Blake Corum, and then when we can't, we'll let McCarthy do his thing, and that's our running end games. And it's not nothing exciting about it. That's just what we do. And I, and I do think that that is part of the handicap. And I was asking Chris Mack about this. I know I mentioned it on this show, is that Washington, without question, is the more exciting team. If you want to watch exciting football, watch that Washington offense. I mean, who wants to watch Michigan, compared to Washington, grind out a game and then slowly blow someone out 31-7 when you can watch Penix just go off and throw dime after dime after dime to his NFL receivers who are playing in college. So if you're talking about the eye test, even if it's even if it's in your subconscious a little bit, when you think about Washington, what do you what's the first thing that comes to mind? Them slinging it around and it's so exciting. Like who's going to stop these guys? You don't think that when you think of Michigan. You think of Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines with his khakis and like, "Oh, Michigan won." They just kind of grind it out and they win. They've won every single game this season by at least six points, including against Ohio State. And Ohio State had a top-five defense. Michigan got it done against a top-five defense. What are they going to do against a defense that is just inside the top 100 in college football? So I think that has a lot to do with it, too. The eye test, your eyes can fool you. And and honestly, it kind of reminds me of TCU last year. I We're not going to see a blowout. I don't expect that. But TCU was a covering machine last year. Covered, 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 covered. They were 14-point dogs against Georgia, and then everyone's on TCU. That's all they do. They cover, and they they, they absolutely keep this within the number. They get blown out. I don't expect that sort of game, but I think I see some similarities here where everyone's going to be on the team that is not a Cinderella, but is the underdog that is getting a lot of points here, and I think Michigan is still the better side. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former SportsCenter 
Twitter anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Well, the difference there, obviously, and I think you know this, is that TCU didn't have an NFL caliber quarterback. Like, Max Duggan is not the same thing as Michael Penix Jr. And I think this is the difference, that even though Michigan has a very strong secondary, when you have receivers like this, it doesn't seem to matter. You saw some of those catches in the Sugar Bowl. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how you defended those wide receivers. The passes were so spot on. And the receivers were making such good catches that it was, you know, it was impossible to defend some of those plays. The other thing is, it feels like Washington was super ready for the moment. And maybe it's mm -hmm. because the pressure's not on them nearly as much. Meanwhile, it feels like the spotlight has been on Michigan all season long. This is a team that kind of looks shaky mm -hmm. to start the Rose Bowl. And maybe it's a little different in this game. Maybe now that they've got that win uh, crossed off in overtime. But I don't know. I think as a bet and gal, it's very hard for me to look at the market on Washington and say, okay, well, you know, this is a team that's been undervalued all season long. If you look at three of their last four games, they were getting points in three of their last four games, and they won all those outright. Even as 10-point yeah. dogs against Oregon, which that line had no business being 10, but still, when you see a team that's undervalued, it's hard for me to not see that and not take the point. So I'll be on Washington begrudgingly. That's going to be my gut feeling, but uh, we'll see. I think this is going to be a great game. I think we will see a lot of drama here. Do you think this is a one-score game? I like Michigan by a touchdown, and when you look at Michigan versus Alabama, everyone's on Bama. What do we hear? Oh, it's Nick Saban. And look, it went, it went down to the end. I understand that, but that's what happens in the semifinal. It comes down. The Texas-Washington game went down to the final possession of the game. Texas could have won that game. They completed a pass. We're talking about Texas right now. So that's what happens in these semifinals. You find a way to win. And all I heard was Jalen Milrow, Jalen Milrow, Jalen Milrow, Nick Saban, Nick Saban, Nick Saban. Michigan found a way. So these games are always this close, or can be, because we're getting down to the very end. These are the best teams in the country. So you can absolutely make a case for Washington. I get it. I hope Washington wins. I would love to say that my Longhorns got beat by the national champions. But the more I look at it, the more I think it's a trap. I'm going to go with Michigan. And I've taught myself into this bet so much, now I have to make it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be one of my best bets. Uh, I think that I can't go against my gut, which is Washington. Like, maybe it's a mm -hmm. no play for me, but I just can't go against it. Because I think we could talk all day about this game. Oh, and I yeah. think I, like, go back to the Jalen Milrow thing. They forced Jalen Milrow to beat them. And Jalen Milrow is not the passer that Michael Penix Jr. is. So I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to see who wins. I can't wait to see who covers. But one thing is for sure. I will not be rooting for old khaki pants. I'm not a huge Harbaugh <laughs> fan. Uh, we'll see. I have gone on and on about why I like Michigan. I'm going to bring in Double D at some point and let him talk about why he loves the Huskies so much. But you, I believe, I don't know if it's a strong play, but you would lean, I believe, Huskies in the points.
Yeah, I'm torn on this game. I don't think it's going to be yeah. official play for me. But when you see a team like this that has just been under the radar for so long and a team mm-hmm. that the market has consistently gotten wrong, like look at Washington over their last four games. They've been underdogs in three of those. They've won outright uh, in all three. Clearly, they have not lost a game this year. And going into this handicap, I thought to myself, okay, Michigan's going to control the line of scrimmage. Their offensive line is big, physical. They're going to be able to dictate the pace and run the football. You look at Washington's offensive line, they won the Outland Trophy for the best offensive line in college football. So can I really come on here and say that? You know, I just don't have the ammo to back it up other than this Mm -hmm. just the eye test and that's not the way that i want to handicap some of these games i want to have ammo and reasoning behind it so i just look at washington and that offense led by michael Penix jr that i think this is going to be the key to the game if you can get some pressure on michael Penix jr maybe this game gets out of hand and in favor towards Michigan. Because if Michael Penny Jr. has a clean pocket, of course he's going to slice and dice you. Yeah. Like we saw in that Texas game. But surely Michigan has watched the game film. And I would imagine we see more pressure on Michael Penix Jr. So the true test is, can we see Michael Penix Jr. put on a clinic and keep, it, keep his team in it, even when he has that Michigan defensive line coming for him? Maybe it's not Mm -hmm. going to be so simple, but still, I'm leaning towards the points here. I think whenever you have wide receivers that are cheat codes, like Washington has, when you have a quarterback that can thread the needle, it doesn't matter how good the coverage is from the secondary. Because we know going into this game, Michigan, one of the better secondaries in the nation. But I just feel like it's almost indefensible, you know, when you have a quarterback that can thread the needle like that. So I'm leaning towards Washington, but I don't feel great about it. Okay, Double D. You've been champing at the bit, trying to get in here. Tell me about your Huskies. I know you like the Huskies on the money line. I think you have a futures ticket on Washington, so it's well-documented. I'm on the Wolverines. I'm playing it. Let me have it. Tell me about your Huskies. It it comes down to who's going to dictate the pace of play for me at this point. After looking at everything, you've got a lot of good, you know, reasoning behind everything that you've said, Jenks. I've got a lot of good reasoning behind everything that I've said. It's going to come down to who dictates the pace of play. Because if it turns into a shootout, there's no way Michigan hangs. Michigan has Mm -hmm. made their bones this season by wearing down their opponents. So for me, if Michigan dictates that pace, that we're going to wear you down, wear you down, second half, we explode and the run game becomes what it is, and J.J. throws when he has to, then that's what it is. But I I just can't see it happening. The defense is great. I'll give Michigan its flowers. The defense is great. But you've not Mm -hmm. come across an offense like you're coming across with Washington. Three bona fide NFL wide receivers, a first-round draft pick, and Michael Penix Jr., in my eyes at least, a tight end that's not being talked about at all, and an offensive line who's one of the best in the nation, if not the best in the nation. So for me, I think the talent on the offense for Washington outweighs the talent on the defense for Michigan, and Washington covers, and probably, like you said, you got Michigan by seven. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take 
Washington by seven. Okay, oh. maybe we can meet in the, the middle here. So if we think Michigan's going to ground and pound and wear the other team down, how about Washington plus three in the first half? I don't not like that. Yeah. Michigan, Michigan is a slow-starting team, so I don't hate that. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm i not a big first-half better. I, and plus, I'm, you're right, Double D, Michigan does start off slow. And also, I think Michigan, at least for me, is the more physical team. So I like yeah, – I would lean Washington maybe in the first half because you talk about the Wolverines and those slow starts. I like Michigan over the course of the game to wear down the Huskies, and we're going to find out tonight. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.